Welcome back to Balancing the Viz. Today, we are going to be chatting all about what protecting your energy means and how we can all become better in this area of our lives. So what do we mean by this? Kate, have you ever heard of the saying like protect your energy or anything like that? Yes, I am not a stranger to this. And I have um, my most recent coach, Sophie, to thank for. Um, She's really taught me a lot of ways to kind of navigate being protective of your energy. But I was aware of it prior to starting coaching with her. What about Mm -hmm. you? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I, within the last couple of years, honestly, since I've been seeing my therapist now, so probably within about three years or so, I've really been more attuned to the idea of like protecting what's around me and the people and the things that I'm doing. So, but I think that for a lot of people, if they're not in a place, like I see a therapist, almost like a coach to, um, mm-hmm. just a coach with like a degree, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, a mind coach. <laughs> yeah. Like a true mind coach. Exactly. So I think that, um, I think a lot of times it's just a matter of having somebody in your life that is like speaking into you and really helping you to figure out where your, your block points are. So that is what helped me at least kind of learn that, okay, protecting my energy is going to do, um, do me wonders for the future. So basically if you guys have never heard of this concept or anything, um, we just kind of wanted to start out with a question of like, how have you ever felt so inundated with other people's thoughts or feelings or emotions that it affected everything you do in your day? Every single thing that, um, goes on, all the people you talk to, it's almost like if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, Yeah, but I think that's a perfect way to explain different. it. Yeah. 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 I, I look at it as like being easily influenced by other people's emotions or even it could be like, um, content you're seeing on social media or just like, um, you know, family members that are always negative, things like that. It kind of just shows up in random places in our lives. That's a good way to put it. I think a lot of how I've learned to protect my energy comes with emotional maturity and getting to a place where their other people's negative emotions or feelings aren't going to change how I'm living in my day-to-day life. Yeah. Yeah. And of course not like I'm not perfect in that way, but I think where I was three, four years ago was a very different person than I am today, where today I definitely have a better ability to step back and realize what the situation is and where my emotions are coming from. And if it's within myself, then obviously it's something I got to work through, but I think it's important to like, you know, look inside and see like, okay, where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. I also think this is really just useful knowledge for people to be aware of that. It can be incredibly challenging for people who are extremely empathetic. And this is me hundred percent. I, I can't deal. (laughs) yeah yeah it's so bad like I I feel like I have to take more extreme measures to protect my energy as far as not tapping into things that make me feel all those feelings and I can be very easily influenced for sure yeah I mean I think we all can in different ways like we all 
have our own things that are like buttons. Yeah. Like when a button is pushed, you can be more. Yeah, exactly. All these different triggers that affect how, um, how you are in different situations. So yeah, I agree. I'm definitely like my therapist has called me before an empath and I definitely feel like that's what I am. And I've done a lot of work to not let that, um, just completely destroy me. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) It's, it's a lot of inner work that you have to do because separating from that can be very challenging. And I'm speaking from my own experience and it's gotten easier with doing my own work and really knowing myself and knowing, um, where my issues are, things I need to work through, like you mentioned. And that's, that's where I've put all of my energy instead of putting it into other people, which is another thing I struggle with because I'm an obliger tendency. I like to make sure everyone around me is taken care of. And if I feel like I've let someone down, that can totally wreck me. Right. Right. I actually brought up the, um, you know, the four tendencies today in a call. So it's funny. That you oh, mentioned that's so that. cool. That's yeah. so cool. I, I love uh, Gretchen Rubin is the creator of that. She's one of my favorite authors. She has a podcast too but she has a free quiz. I think we should link that Megan yeah. in the show notes. Um, and it's super easy. It takes less than 10 minutes and it's very insightful. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. I loved taking that quiz forever ago. So I would love to add that into our resources for everybody. So just in case you guys have never been around the idea of protecting your energy or um, just kind of like putting up a wall, a good wall, Um, these are some ways that people can burst your protective energy bubble. So um, number one, judging you for decisions you're making about your life based on their own bias experiences or fears. And not, this is not at all, including things that would hurt you or others. Of course, (laughs) Mm. this is like, Hey, I'm choosing to go after this business venture. And, you know, so-and-so thinks that, you know, because it didn't work for them, it, it can't work for you. That is a great way. I experience this a lot. Yeah. A lot from family, especially. Right. Which you never think that family would, but I think, again, a lot of it comes from people's bias. Right. Exactly. They just don't realize that they are putting it onto you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think this also kind of overflows into the partner area. And sometimes this can be like an attachment or codependency to that person being like with you all the time, doing everything together. And um, this could be like in the realm of like therapist, parent, friend, partner, you know, it kind of all in one. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, um, it's not just narrowed to being the sense from a partner I've experienced this with friends, you know, especially as I started growing and outgrowing my social circle, this was a big challenge. It is hard. And I think sometimes people, I think what comes from it is that some people have a hard time connecting to a lot of people. So they find one person that they like really, really, really connect with, and they kind of want that person to become their everything. They don't realize they're doing it. It's like all subconscious but it's just your body and your mind trying to protect you. So it's not good though <laughs> for the person that they are trying to um, have become their everything because it does get overwhelming and it's not possible for somebody, if they're your friend, it's not possible for them to also be your therapist all the time. And I don't mean in any sense that, 
you shouldn't be able to complain to your friends or vent to your friends. Like that is so normal. That is a good thing to be able to feel comfortable enough with your friends to want their, their help and advice and just an ear to listen to. I mean, in the sense that they are the only person that you tell all of this stuff to, and then it ends up becoming an emotional burden on whoever you're saying this to. So this is a good point to also just like check yourself. Like, are you doing this to somebody? And if Mm -hmm. so, highly recommend you get a therapist. (laughs) Well, I think that's a sign you really need to do some inner work because it's super healthy to, um, make space to be alone with yourself. And a lot of people are afraid to do that. And I've been one of those people before, but, um, I think, yeah, doing, doing some soul work, some inner work to work through all that is the, the key. Right. And then this also goes into just like people projecting their own feelings or emotions or anger onto or towards you. So, this could come out in a multitude of ways. Like if you have a partner that's really, really stressed out at work or something, and every single time they come home from work, they're unloading it all onto you. That's not fair. Or if you have a friend that, you know, is really stressed out about her partner, let's say like that, you know, like it's hard. I think it's hard if that one person is your everything, because again, it goes back to our last point. Like it becomes, it becomes your all. Exactly. Yeah. It becomes your everything. So, yeah. And it's, it's totally healthy to have like the friend you go to for partner advice, the friend you have for business advice, you know, the therapist for working through your childhood trauma. Like it's good to have, (laughs) like kind of spread this out a little bit. (laughs) Kate, can you imagine if I tried to make you go through my childhood trauma? Hey, I'm here for it, girl. (laughs) No. (laughs) I feel like we have kind of, we've touched on a little bit of it. Yeah, of course. Both of our ends. (laughs) Yeah, of course, of course. I think that's only natural in friendships. But again, if it becomes your all, like if every time we hung out, I was like, let's talk about my childhood trauma, please. (laughs) You'd be like, eventually you'd be like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Sending you back to the 90s, girl. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, exactly. (laughs) So then this is like basically the next point that was... I don't even know how I did that. I'm a a mind reader, but (laughs) only using your time together to complain or belittle or even throwing in subtle slights is a very, very good sign that that person is breaking that energy bubble you have because that energy, all of their negative energy that they're putting onto you every single day that they're talking to you, it will, you know, ball up inside of you. Oh yeah. I actually, um, created a reel around people throwing in little slights about my business. And it was an audio clip that I found from someone else. It was hilarious. Maybe we'll link that in the show notes too, but basically the audio is two people talking and someone says, Oh, you still got that little business. And the person responds, Oh, you still got that little job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, and like, people don't think about like the, the meaning behind saying something like that, but that's something I've heard before, like, oh, I don't think it's going to go anywhere, but how's it going for you? And those are very subtle, but profound, uh, choices that people make in the language they use. Right. And again, it goes back to like, I don't think people realize it in the moment. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize because it's all about things that are going on inside of them and their own fears and judgments that they have on what they chose to do for their life. So it's definitely hard. And we'll get into more of how to protect yourself from the start later on, but yeah. Yeah. And our last note here to sum up everyone or someone close to you pretending to listen to you, but they aren't hearing you. So this is this is huge for me. Mm -hmm. So this kind of ties back to our previous episode of toxic positivity, where people say everything will just work out or just get over it and move on. It'll be fine. You know, it's fate, things like that. You know, they're not really sitting there listening and hearing you and validating how you're feeling, you know, when you do choose um, the moment to express yourself. Right. They're not actually hearing what you're saying. They're just hearing that you're in a bad place and to protect themselves, they just want you to be better, which is not, not good. You know, you want to be able to have somebody around you that can listen and help you work through problems and um, just validate everything that you're feeling. So, and not just like, um, yeah, not just like blow you off basically. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of like lazing over and not really trying to, you know, get involved or really um take the moment to like hear what you're saying and provide feedback that right is meaningful right i'm sorry you said the word glaze and all i can think about is a donut oh <laughs> stop you know you know i love donuts <laughs> i know i know i had a really good donut on my last trip a really good like handmade donut oh, in new york this thing was probably about as big as half of my face same as ginormous anyway <laughs> i wish we had access to that for my branding shoot because just Ugh. so you guys know i i bought like a 12 pack of crispy cream donuts for my last brand shoot and it was glorious yeah honestly <laughs> you needed like this giant ass donut it was huge but it was delicious i literally had to eat it like i had, had a few bites and then i would like wait an hour or two have a few more oh, bites. yeah like, i can imagine because it was that big, like a few bites felt like a couple munchkins. <laughs> Ginormous. <laughs> anyway, so we also wanted to touch on different ways that habits or things can affect your energy. So this is a big one for us. Kate and I are very like, fuck the news. <laughs> yeah, I want to watch it. <laughs> like watching or reading the news is so energy draining for me. But it's hard because I still like I I like to stay up to date on things that are going on. Like I like to know, you know, just what's current. And a good thing that we found while we were doing our research for this episode, we're going to link an article of some of like the best unbiased news sources. So some of them, I think three out of the four on that list are things I've never heard of, which is awesome. Because that means that there's a high likelihood that it really is unbiased. Oh, you know what? One of them is on there um the bbc i've heard that from a lot interesting that the bbc is incredibly unbiased and like a lot of americans watch the bbc news because because of that well and i can i can imagine that they do like coverage on more of the world and not just like focus in on what's happening in america or the middle east you know i'm sure they touch on all that stuff but i feel like it's a more worldly 
view on current events, but yes, I completely agree. And I also think it's nice because it's a different perspective. Like they're over there in Europe where like we have a very, Americans tend to have like a very centralized egotistical view. So Mm -hmm. I think that, yeah, I think I might start watching BBC. Who knows? Yeah. I'm so anti-news. It's I just I get triggered by reading the sensationalized headlines and just yeah it's so hard to decipher what's true and what's being um manipulated mm-hmm. and um I've just detached completely but like if I have to travel or whatever obviously I do some research and see what's going on and the right. climate that we're in right now yeah because you never know Mm-hmm. Um, another big one. And I, thankfully, I used to be like this. I did. Mm-hmm. I used to be like this, but within the past, like maybe three years, I'm not anymore. Um, so as soon as you wake up, you get right on your phone in the morning, or if you have any free chance you get in the day, you're looking at things on social media. And most of the time, it's usually only things that are bringing you down. So like comparing yourself to other people, comparing your body or your business or, you know, so-and-so is doing this, I should be doing this. Um, it's not helpful. Like it's, it's not doing anything to make your day or start out your day good or anything like that. Honestly, you know what I have been doing when I wake up in the morning, I really have been enjoying like some reels. They like really make me happy. <laughs> like I, well, a lot, lot of, of them reels, are like dance and like upbeat yeah, and just like funny more things. entertaining. Yeah. I get a lot of cute animals on my reels <laughs> and like jokes and stuff. So honestly, I've been taking some time in the morning and watching some fun reels and just like, this is a point I wanted to make. Like if you really do enjoy having downtime in the morning, you know, so for me, like sometimes when I wake up, I like to have a few minutes in bed where I'm just like sitting and chilling, like having a slow start to my morning. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes I just don't want to jump right out of bed and get into my routines and everything. I just want to take it slow. So I think it's important that even if you do want to be on socials, that you take some time to kind of weed out some of the people on your list that aren't serving you in any type of way. So if you always have so-and-so pop up on your feed and you're constantly comparing that her butt is bigger than yours, like maybe it's time that you just unfollow them because it's not worth it for you to be sitting there and staring at this and thinking these things all the time. Yeah. And that's kind of sets the energy for your day. And I, I really try not to get on socials or check email or anything just because it's spreading your energy and allowing other things to influence how you're going to feel that day. So uh, to give you an example, this morning, I did not follow this rule and I regret it because I woke up to a DM from someone I don't know. And yes, um, well, this will be a couple of weeks from now, but I had recorded a real moment. I was having a rough day and this guy, this is the definition of mansplaining. He told me, yeah. you have a great body. Just go buy a sundress and go walk on the beach. You'll feel better. That was the first thing I read Shut this morning. Up. And I was just so angry. And my boyfriend was like, I think you need to go sit outside on the porch for a little bit and like reset. And I, that like just irritated me. And I mean, also totally though, to be fair, Dawson does not understand. He's not a woman. He doesn't understand the anger that comes with that. I'm sure he yeah. doesn't have women coming up to him every day saying, hey, you should buy more tank tops so people can see your arms and go on for a walk on the beach. Yeah. Like, 
And I was also being very vulnerable in sharing that, like, I was having a very trying day. Right. And that's the kind of quote unquote support I was getting. Like, I don't follow that person, obviously. And I took the opportunity to block them from sending me more negative things like that because I just don't need that. But had I looked at that later in the day, it probably wouldn't have phased me as much as it did first thing this morning. Right, right. Yeah, I think it's important to recognize what you're doing in the morning and on your free time. Um, just is, is it helping you or hurting you? Even mm-hmm. if it's a matter of relaxation, like it doesn't have to be when I say helpful, I don't mean productive. I just mean like, is it helping you in a way to be your best self? So are you taking time to relax and like do some reading or are you journaling or spending time with your animal? Like there's so many other ways that you can spend your time. And if your socials aren't a place of positivity and supporting the things that you believe in life, then uh, I don't, I just don't think it's worth it for you to be on, you know, every second you get. I'm a big, big fan of taking breaks. I delete the apps from my phones. I know Megan, you log out sometimes like to make it harder for you to just fall back into that cycle. So Mm -hmm. there are ways around this and if you don't feel comfortable unfollowing someone and if it's someone you want to stay in touch with, but not necessarily see their content, you can always mute them. So you're not seeing their content. And, um, I do want to add this in negative self-talk kind of feeds off of, you know, scrolling on social media, but it's a big downer on your energy and being in a constant state of feeling bad about yourself or your actions is not going to help pull you out of that or support you at the end of the day. Right. And there's a time and a place. And I think it's important to feel down when you do feel down because Mm -hmm. there's value in all of the emotions. So it's important. We're talking more of like a cycle. Like if you keep falling into these same, same patterns and saying the same things to yourself, then that is when it's not helpful Yeah, yeah. because that is right there. Just like, that just means that you have to change the way that you're thinking about yourself, change mindsets, create new ideas about who you are and who you want to be. And yeah, there's no, if you are saying negative things about yourself, you know, to yourself or to other people or anything, there's something that you're trying to get out of it. That's just how the human brain works. You start believing it. If you repeat it enough, it strengthens that neuropathway. Right. And then it it becomes harder to reverse. Exactly. And like, I think it's important to note that try to figure out like what you're trying to get out of this. What are you trying to get about or get out of saying to yourself that you're not smart or that you're ugly? Like when you look at the why behind it, even if it's something like, you don't even know why, then that right there is a perfect reason for you to not do it. And dig a little deeper. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Maybe it's something you thought, you know, your parents thought about you and you just rolled with it. And for the past 10 years, you've been believing that and repeating that to yourself. That's like, that's really tough stuff. And it, it requires you to shine the light on it. Mm -hmm. But it's so worth it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we get back, we are going to talk more about how we protect ourselves and what to do when our energy is depleted or has been affected. Okay. 
Okay, guys, we are back from our break and we're going to dive right into how we can protect ourselves. And I love this list so much, just to preface. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so first on our list is how are you actually feeling? And be honest with yourself. This isn't something you have to verbalize or share with anybody, but check in with yourself before going into certain situations or responding. Yes, I'll go to this event. Like if you really aren't feeling it, it's not the best choice for you. And if you're feeling vulnerable and not your best, like just acknowledge that and give yourself time and space. Like it's okay to say no to things. Right, right. I think it's important also to notice patterns and things. So if you always notice that when, you know, when your partner comes home from work or whatever, we'll use this situation again, that they are always, you know, putting their shit on you. Maybe you plan something (laughs) when they get home from work. Sometimes maybe you plan your workout class or something. I mean, if you're not ready to set that boundary and have a conversation with it. So, yeah. And I think it's important to set boundaries, like when it feels like the right time for that. And I also want to add, like, it's so important to make time for you to be alone, to journal, meditate, reflect, whatever you like to do in your alone time. And Mm -hmm. everyone I feel is entitled to having that solitude. Oh yeah. And it's done wonders for my mental health. And I've been trying to use meditation in different ways than like you normally would think. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of the work that I'm doing right now with my nutritionist is about, it's kind of like a meditative state within eating, which is just so interesting, but it really brings like an important mindfulness to what we're consuming and like how we're consuming it, you know, how we're feeling while we're consuming it. So that's so interesting. There's psychology is so intriguing to me right because humans like, are fucking weird yes well and I would never think that like your thoughts while you're eating can contribute to like stress you know all these other things and not it, just that like so your cool. thoughts while you eat if you're feeling thoughts of like I you know should statements or um, if you have any kind of negative self-talk around it your body physically cannot digest the food how it should be digesting it because you're sending stress you are hormones blowing blowing my mind right now <laughs> i'm telling you it's insane it's it's insane your body can't digest everything if it's focused on things like stress and interesting when you're putting all of these negative emotions into your brain like you're the one who's thinking them your body doesn't know that you're not in a straight of uh, not in a state of physical stress so it's trying to protect you so your body cannot digest things as well as it could if it was in a relaxed state ah uh, so it's like the flight or fight right. kind of thing yeah right very so interesting, interesting. Though, right? yeah. yeah so cool okay moving on to our next point Look at relationships around you and see how they're helping or hurting you. So are you continuing a relationship with a toxic partner or friend, or um, are you following someone on social media just because you feel obligated to, even though it's a source of negativity for you? This is something I off limits for me. As soon as I start feeling negative, I mute or unfollow. Right, right. I started to notice um, I had a session with my therapist you know, some time ago. And I said something online, like I've been feeling great. Like, you know, I was just in a really good state. And then I realized later on in the session that it was because I hadn't seen 
someone in a while. And I, she was like, Hmm, do you think that that has something to do with it? (laughs) I was like, Hmm, it just might. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't think we realize it. And again, going back to like why it's so important to have somebody else, like a coach or a therapist to be able to speak into you in those moments. But I don't think we realize how much these people, like you may think day to day, it's whatever you're able to handle it, but how much it does to our like brain and our psychology and like how we're living our day-to-day life, having somebody around that is just constantly draining on you. They're like, um, Oh fuck. What's the name of that show? There's this awesome freaking vampire show. It's hilarious. And (laughs) Victor and I have watched it before. Not that I'm into vampires or anything. It's just like a comedy. It's supposed to be like a parody on vampires basically. But there's one vampire in there that he, his name is Colin, and he is what they consider an energy vampire. So he lives off of sucking the energy out of people. So I feel like there are people in real life that are like that. Oh, yeah. It's funny, too, because in the show, he is pictured as like a like a average age middle and middle age like white guy just like and he works at an office like he wears like drab clothing and so it's just totally fits the stereotype i know know. an energy sucker oh my god this show if you guys need a good laugh this show is really awesome i'll have to find the name and link it or something yeah yeah for sure so another point to bring up what habits what or excuse me what are the habits that you have in place so we can have positive habits and we can have negative ones and are they supporting the person you want to be i think this is so so important because where we are right now might not necessarily be our end goal and -hmm. we should always be striving to be better i think this is something um that is so crucial to check in with yourself regularly, regardless right. of protecting your energy or not. Right, right. And better in different ways, like whatever better means to you. Like maybe you have a really hard time, um, you know, checking out and not being at work all the time. Like that is still a habit that needs to be broken for you to be your best self. So just really think about who you want to be as a person and implement habits or implement different lifestyle changes that are going to support whoever that is. So setting boundaries and don't be afraid to reiterate them to people that may be overstepping. This is such a challenge, even for someone who is a people pleaser. I have such a hard time like telling people like, Hey, this isn't cool with me. And at the end of the day, when I do stand up for myself and say, Hey, I can't do this, or this isn't okay. I feel so much better because I'm not internalizing it. Of course. Yeah. You're protecting yourself. You're protecting your energy. Like when you are setting up a boundary to say, Hey, I don't like when you say this, or I don't like when you do this. So setting a boundary is just a really great way to tell people what you're okay with and what you're not. I'm reading this book right now that my nutritionist recommended. And it's just the intuitive eating book. Um, You can, if you type in the the intuitive eating book, you'll be able to find it. It's like the number one, it's been around since the nineties. It's an awesome book. But one of the quotes in there was think of a personal boundary as a tall brick wall surrounding you with only one gate. Only you can open that gate if you choose. 
I love that. Love that. That gives you all the power. Exactly. It was so, when I read that, I was like, it's so empowering. Even if that means like you're setting up a boundary to somebody that's super close to you, it is protecting that relationship from not like deteriorating because you're, you're just being honest with them that you're not comfortable with this right now. Yeah. I love that. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. I might have to just pick that book up myself. (laughs) Oh, it's an awesome book. It really is. Another thing I want to note is keep your promises to yourself that support you. And this is something I've struggled with myself. Again, going back to the people pleaser um, side of me. And um, I think myself every time that I do keep a promise to myself and it was a habit cycle that I had to break and then moving that negative energy. So if you feel like it's festering inside of you, have yourself a good cry go to the gym to release that emotional tension. It's actually something I went and did today. I went and ran and almost killed myself if I was going to throw up at one point because I was just running so hard, but I just needed to feel, um, I don't want to say like pain, but just put myself through that hard push to feel that release. Right. Right. I think that's sometimes all we need. We just need that time to step back. And it's also about like focusing on yourself. Like you took the time out to move your body and release some serotonin and yeah, just get in a different place. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys, our last point and something that's incredibly important for us. What do we do when our energy is depleted or has been affected? Because nobody's perfect. Even if you do everything in your life to recognize what or who is affecting your energy, you're still going to have situations where you have to figure out how to get better from there. So my, one of my favorites is get out in nature. Nature is incredibly healing and rejuvenating. If you allow it to happen, if you let nature do what it needs to do, it will help you. It will rejuvenate you. You just have to like, let yourself go basically. Yeah. Something I like to do are breathing exercises while out in nature And it's Mm -hmm. just super helpful to get me to come back and be present. And it helps quiet my mind a little bit. Right, right. That is one of the best things to do by water. Like if you guys live by any kind of a stream or a river or lake or whatever, hearing the water as you're breathing is something that will like physically calm your nervous system. It'll help you feel a lot better. So I think it's also incredibly important. And this is part of it. It's just diving into self-care. Like what is your favorite way to debrief when you are in these moments of just feeling like you were steamrolled over or somebody didn't, you know, protect a boundary that you had up. I think it's important to, again, step back into yourself and remember what you have to do to get to a place where you feel safe again. Yeah. Some t- this could be like binge watching some Netflix, detaching oh, for a right. little bit. This could be, um, you know, going to yoga class. This could be doing some art or painting, reading a book, whatever, whatever that is for you. Right. Exactly. It's funny how you say the whole Netflix thing too, because it definitely is. I think there's a time and a place for detachment and avoidance. I don't Mm -hmm. think like, I think those are two very helpful tools that humans use to just get away. Yeah, I, I'm guilty myself. I don't watch a ton of TV, but 
um, you know, in moments like my almost mental breakdown yesterday, I was like, before I reach that point, I need to just stop pushing. Right. And I got all of these signals yesterday that I needed to kind of slow down and I ignored them. And then I hit a breaking point or almost hit one. I was like, okay, we're wiping the slate clean. And I just laid on my couch to recover. And that's yeah. what I needed in that moment. And it probably felt great. It did. <laughs> it did. It was probably incredibly I'm, rejuvenating. I'm always go, go, go. Megan, you know this about me. I've like, I never do know sit this down. About you. <laughs> and it's not good. I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm way better yeah. than I was when you first met me. I was just the yes woman. I would do everything and every anything. <laughs> I do agree that you're getting better. I do. All right, Baby guys, steps. finally, just let it fucking go. <laughs> it <laughs> is totally normal. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. But I think if you guys need some um reassurance and something like that, just hear my voice in your head saying, let it fucking go because there's nothing you can do about it. It's totally normal. What? What's that? Let it go song. Oh god. That song was so popular the year I was in, I think my junior or senior year. I forget. Stop. You're making me feel ancient. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it's like totally freaking normal for you to take on energy from other people and things around you and habits. And sometimes we just have to recognize it and be like, you know what? Just let it go. There's nothing we can do to change this right now. And this is where avoidance and maybe, um, detachment is good for a minute to just step back and let it all go. Yeah. So something I practice, I let myself feel what I'm feeling in that moment. And then I say, I release you. And I say that over and over and over again. And that's something that's really been helping me. And that's kind of like a meditative mantra thing that I do. Um, And that's really helped me kind of let go of that. And I I say it out loud because sometimes we can just be in this thought cycle and it's hard to, hard to let go of it. So that's something that might be useful for others. That's a beautiful tip. Also, write on a piece of paper and burn it. Burn it. Yes. (laughs) I've done that before. Have you done that, Megan? Um, I've burnt like old sentimental things, but never just like, I've never written something down and then burned it. No, (laughs) maybe I need to. (laughs) Maybe we'll have a burn session night. Dance naked under the moon. I'm ready. Dancing in the moonlight playing. Love it. <laughs> Bottle line. Oh, you know, I, you know, I'd do it. You know, I would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next week we are going to be airing our last part of our three part series with Megan Grant. It's like bittersweet because I'm excited for you guys to hear this episode, but I'm also sad that Megan's not going to be on anymore. Well, we but, can have her on in the future. Yeah. Why not? We're going to be diving into just what life looks like after travel, how to unwind, and what to do next. It's going to be a great episode. You don't want to miss it. Hell freaking yeah. We'll see you next week.